Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I wanted to share a story with you. Well, a happening. (laughs) The other day, I had a woman approach me and she confided that she was a focused and successful career woman before she had her children and that she really struggles now. I think she's got four kids, but she really struggles being there with her kids all the time. It feels like her career and her expertise is kind of fading away and her kids didn't really afford her that same sort of success and kudos that she felt she was getting in the corporate world. And she was panicking. She felt a bit like she was drowning really and was having a hard time coming to grips with it. So we talked a little bit about seasons of life and about investing our time in the things that we value most and living our best personal lives, that type of thing. Well, today we are diving into this topic with an expert, Lara Johnson. She's been married for 14 years. She has three beautiful tyrants, she calls them, (laughs) two spicy cats and a baby on the way. And she has what she calls the best job in the world, which is helping moms live their lives on purpose and with purpose. She is a speaker and a podcast host and a writer and a consultant and a coach. And she's helped thousands of moms be in a better mood and play more with their kids and manage their homes better, get to their to-do list and answer their purpose that they have inside them with fire in their souls. Stay tuned for my talk with her and how mothering, and I think you probably even apply this to fathering, we'll see, (laughs) can be less stressful and more of what we want. Stay tuned. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Can I start with the worry that I have? I am always so honored to be a part of sharing the sacred stories of people's lives. But so often, the triumph comes after the tragedy, the struggle. Well, maybe always it does. And there's there's no triumph in sitting around and watching TV or in a story that focuses on the easy times of our lives. That's not where the triumphs happen. Therefore, I find that our episodes are often focused on something that's you know, a a little depressing, a little down, an eating disorder or a divorce or mental illness or sexual assault, death, domestic violence, some of these really tragic things. And this sounds like a dark list. I can just imagine people saying in my, in my mind, I'm imagining my listeners going, geez, I don't want to tune into another depressing story. Even though, you know, when you listen to the whole episode, you know that we're talking about the happy endings and the learnings. So I've tried really hard this year to include a lot of positive episodes that focus on creating our life stories on purpose, like the Hero on a Mission series and noticing and focusing on our happiness in the Practical Happiness episode or in How to Engineer Our Lives on Purpose in the Life Engineered episode. If you missed any of those, go back. These are this year's really fabulous interviews. Well, today is another one of those supportive, live on purpose episodes. And this one is about motherhood, how to mother on purpose in our own unique ways. You know, I love those own unique ways, especially. So Lara Johnson, welcome to the show. Thank you, it's so good to be here. First of all, let's just dive in. Tell us what you do 
and gosh, why you're qualified to talk to us about this topic. So I'm a certified life coach and I help moms, like uh, Lori mentioned, uh, live life on purpose. And what I have found is that the clients that were coming to me, like I've, I've, you know, I've worked from home for a lot of years. I've got, you know, three kids, one more on the way, all the way from 11 down to four. And now we call him womb baby, womb baby will be making his entrance in November. And what I found was that I had a lot of really unique skills on being able to balance motherhood, career, you know, all of those things. But I got to this point where it, it was like I had this really good life and I loved my life and it still felt like there was something driving me, like some kind of ringing inside of me that I couldn't answer. And what I realized at the time was I was being called, I was being asked, I had like this deeper purpose, my full potential that I wasn't meeting. And that's where things like really started to shift for me was that I didn't just want a good life. I wanted a great life. And I knew that there were more things that that I had inside of me that I needed to share with the rest of the world. But what really started to happen was the more I, I couldn't figure out how to answer that calling and the more I just kind of pushed it aside and thought it wasn't my time or season because I had little kids the more I became reactive in my motherhood, the more frustrated I became in motherhood, the more angry I got over the messes. It was like this huge disconnect started happening inside of me. And what I realized was I wasn't alone in that. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, many years, you know, I was able to really figure out what that thing was, which is my business that it is today after, you know, going on this, you know, my, my walkabout, my long journey, you know, to get to where I am right now. We won't go into all of those details. Um, but what I found was that that's the common pattern with a lot of moms that I see is that we, they always, a lot of us have these goals of, you know, maybe it's marriage, maybe it's college. And then, you know, at some point we become mothers and then we stop there and we stop dreaming and we stop thinking about, well, what's next for me in my journey and how does that fit in motherhood? And when we're not really clear on who we are anymore and what that purpose is, we become more frustrated in motherhood. Well, and, and I think, know, can I just add in here? Yes, yes, please. Sorry to interrupt, but I was going to no. say, there's the going to college and the, like you said, the, but I think there's also that space where you go into motherhood and you feel like everything else has to go on hold. So you might yes. know, you might know yes. what your purpose is. You know, maybe you've always been really inclined to be an engineer or whatever it is, but you feel like, oh, if I'm going to have kids, then I have to put that on hold. And then yes. there's this big disconnect and like the example I shared in the beginning about that woman just feeling super frustrated of what, you know, the, the pull between both of them. So there's, you know, there's both of those. Yes. Yeah. And then when you, that's such a good point because then when you really figure out, okay, well, I do know what it is. How do I make that fit? And as women, most of us are carrying the mental and emotional loads of our families, you know, as, as much as like, we're creating more partnership, like statistically women are still carrying that load. And so not only is it just the stresses of the family, it's also the stresses of the home that are in the schedules and the managing of all of that. Uh, and so, so that's true. where, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Every woman knows that. And if, yes. if their men haven't recognized it, they're, they're right, right. And, and we are, and I am so grateful for the men in my life and the amazing examples I have. And I do feel the tide is changing, but until then, I didn't want moms to be waiting around until that time changes where they finally have the partnership of their dreams. 
And so that's where I really come in is, is, and why I'm the expert in that area. Like I I'm so passionate about creating those systems in the home that support us in our purpose, you know, helping you discover what that purpose is and then building the foundation to, to create a life that supports that purpose. Okay. So the thing that I just want to know, you said systems in the home, what kind of systems? Oh, that's like one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so I, 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 I want some I, of those systems. Yeah, yeah. Well, because for so many of us, we go like head into our passions. And I will tell you every single time I watch moms burn out, like on whatever they figure out, like lights their fire, they will burn out because they haven't yet built that foundation within their home to support it. And so what I really teach my clients is that we our home is like a natural ecosystem and within that ecosystem are patterns of existence. And so what a lot of moms will do is say, oh, I need to declutter my house before I can do this. I need to reorganize everything and they'll go and revamp everything. And within a couple of weeks, everything goes back to this normal chaotic pattern, <laughs> I guess you could say. But when you start to study the systems that already exist in your home, you learn how to work within those systems. Uh, And so one of the things, you know, one of the tools I teach my clients is what I call the home system study, where you start studying the natural patterns that exist. And then you start building on those systems and making tweaks along the way so that you are creating a system that supports you in whatever it is. So like the example I use is that like, I personally don't think about like cleaning my home. I don't like that phrase because at the end, I expect it to stay that way. And then I get angry when it doesn't. (laughs) Instead, I think about, okay, there are certain days where I am resetting my home where I'm putting everything back into place. I'm resetting the systems that I have. And so when I'm thinking of my home, I'm thinking it very cyclical where everything is in this natural state, this natural pattern. And I can reset that and be okay when, you know, things start to fall apart and I just put it back. Everything comes down to mindset, doesn't it? I mean, every time you take something apart, it's always back to mindset. Every time, (laughs) every time. Yes. We know motherhood can be a challenge. And those of us that are lucky enough to be mothers have found our ways through the challenge of it in different ways, the challenges and the joys. You know, some moms love babies and some love teens and some love toddlers. Some want kids, some, you know, a lot of kids, some only want one or two. And we all learn how to navigate this. And I would say that we learn who we are Um, through the process too. Like it's a workshop. Life is this workshop. Motherhood is a workshop. It's a workshop for patience and love and joy and and a lot of things you never even imagined. So that, you know, that's the craziness of it. But like all things, you know, we can live reactively or we can live intentionally. So let's talk a little bit about what a reactive mom life looks like versus a mom on purpose life. That's a really good question. Uh, so when I think about what it means to live a reactive life, it's it's moving from one emergency to the next. You know that, and I think most moms can relate to this, where the alarm goes off in the morning. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't made lunches for school. I have I have no idea what my if my kids did homework." I and then suddenly, like you wake up in this panic where it's one thing after another. You know, somebody spills milk, which already puts you even further behind for carpool drop off, or you know, your your kid for 
forgets homework and you're already at work and now you're trying to figure out how, you know, to have that conversation with your kid. And it, it, so for me, when I think about reactive life, I think about the emotional state of our nervous system where we are very heightened at all times, trying to put some kind of fire out versus being intentional or living on purpose you are able to, you have these systems built into where you are supporting yourself and your family's emotional well-being while challenges are coming up. It's a much, um, and I don't really, for me, I don't really resonate with the word calm. A lot of moms do, but I'm just not like a quote unquote <laughs> calm person. Like I, I'm like fired up about life all the time. And so, but, but what I find is that for me, it's very, it's thinking very intentionally, very deliberately and moving about my day without screaming at my children. And that to me is like the real big difference between when I see my clients or myself living reactively versus on purpose. Suddenly there's space for their emotional well-being as much as for their family. Okay. So I would suspect when we say we're going to live with intention that that would require some space of a mother saying, um, this is the kind of household I want to create. This is what I want it to look like. This is um, what I need and taking all of these factors. This is what I want to my kids to experience, you know, this is the kind of mom I want to be looking at all that, putting that in the pot and then figuring out the systems to build that. Correct. Yes. And I can allow it. So yes, most moms already know that they don't know how to get there because what I find is that the critical piece that they're missing is who they are on a very fundamental level. So most of the moms will see a friend and they're like, oh, that like she reacted so well to her kid or, oh, she had this command center for meal prepping or, you know, something like that, that they found on Pinterest, but it goes against who they are as an individual. And so that is like the foundational piece and where I spend so much time with my clients is really helping them get clear on who they are and what their purpose is. Because then everything else you build on top of that becomes so much easier. Okay. I can sorry. give you I, an example of that. Yeah. 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 I, I love that because we all come with different talents and abilities. Yes. Right. And yes. so if we create motherhood and a home that's around specifically who we are, then we are, I mean, that's what we're here to do. Right. Like I've heard right. you say your kids don't need the best. They just need you. So yes. do you think our children need specifically what we individual moms have to offer? Yes, 100%. And, and I'll, I'll give you a really small example. So, uh, you know, social media really gives us an insight into how other women mom. And that can be such a gift. We can also use that to our detriment. And I, I found myself doing that to where I have some really talented, amazing friends that put on these elaborate meals, you know, at back to school or Thanksgiving and the tables are beautifully decorated and the menus are printed and, you know, like so talented. That is not me. Like beautiful things. I always laugh, like beautiful things don't come out of these hands <laughs> as much as I wish they did. And, but what I found was for me, like I'm a really playful type mom. I like having a lot of fun. And so I was thinking about that. This was it last year, the year before with, um, during Thanksgiving with COVID where we weren't going, you know, 
with family or whatever. And I thought, okay, what do my kids need? What can I offer them? And I thought, you know, each of them are so different that for one day, I want all of us to have the meal that means a lot to us. And so for one of my kids, and that was something that I could provide for them. So one of my kids had a leftover Little Caesars pizza. One of my kids had a chicken casserole. <laughs> my husband and I had, you know, a small turkey meal that we bought from somewhere else that, you know, and we were able to just warm up that day. And so then it became like one of our most favorite memories because instead of fighting over the food they should eat on Thanksgiving, we all had what we wanted for one day. And it was like, I could provide that for them. And so that was just like a really funny example and like how that was me and how I could, you know, implement me in my, in the way that I created Thanksgiving dinner. You know, that fun thinking outside the box also, you know, when we talk about that and, and almost give each other permission to do that, there really opens just up the possibility, you know, deviating from what is expected or supposed to be to, you know, what are, what are my personal gifts? I, I like how you share that you are a playful mom, that that's, that's really what you can give your kids. And I felt like when I was raising my kids that I was doing so much outdoor recreation and hiking and, yeah. you know, canoeing and camping and backpacking that one of my goals was to make sure that I left them with a legacy of a love for the outdoors. And yeah. that was something that I brought and that was important to me. And I think, you know, in the end now they're, they're both in their twenties, but I think it's stuck. Yes. We went hiking yesterday. So amazing. <laughs> I love that. And that's where like, we really have to just trust that that's where like the mindset comes back in that, that like who are, who our children are, that's what we like what we like who, so let me back up. They're parts of us, are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who we are is who our children need. And we have to trust that. Uh, and, you know, I trust that my kids need to know emotional resiliency because that's something I can teach them. I can't teach them math. <laughs> they go to my <laughs> husband for that. That's his gift, <laughs> you know? And so, and, and I can't, I can't teach my daughter how to make beautiful cupcakes, but her aunt can. Mm. And so then it becomes this like beautiful community. We always laugh. It takes a village. It takes a village because everybody brings a different gift to the table and our children are able to use the gifts we can give them and the gifts of other people. But that doesn't mean any less about us as moms. Well, and I think if they watch us do that, that they can also realize that they can lean into their gifts and not feel yes. like they have to be somebody they're not. Yes. And that's where it becomes also living on purpose is being the model for our children, the example for our children and on helping them find who they are and to lean into the gifts they have. Mm, which is so good. I mean, that building that sense of self and worthiness and acceptance yes. of self seems to be something that's incredibly important to everybody, yeah. but particularly to the upcoming generation, they struggle. Yes. Yes, very much so. And I, and I find that the more we as parents get clear on who we are, the easier we can navigate that with them instead of, you know, the, the disconnect of do, do as I say, not as I do. Like we don't have to live that anymore. It's, I am the example for you. You're watching me succeed. You're watching me fail. You're watching me, you know, go through this life and now you can join me in it. Very think, different experience. Yeah, and I think the importance of that realness, like you said, watching you succeed and watching you fail so that yes. when they fail, they don't feel like that's something that's not acceptable. You know, yes. they realize that's the learning space. Yes, 
Yes, completely. Okay, so you have something called Discover Your Purpose. How does that work? Yeah, so what I found was that for so many women, um, they had an idea on what they wanted to do or they had no clue on what they wanted to do or they had an idea, but they didn't know how to move forward on it. So I created this formula that I that I teach my clients. I call it the, the discover your purpose formula. And with this formula, it's very simple, but as you use the pieces of this puzzle, as you use the pieces of this formula, you start finding and making decisions on what that purpose is for you. Suddenly you become more alive and fulfilled in your life. And because of that, everything else comes smoother. So the formula itself is joy plus decision equals your purpose. And what I found is that for so many moms that are living a reactive life, they have forgotten what brings them joy. They're not clear on who they are or what really lights the fire within them. And these are pretty simple things where, you know, I have one client, for example, if she does art, she like, she just comes alive. If any kind of art for however long I've got another client, if she's embroidering something like she just comes alive, I've got, you know, for me, like what really made me come alive was if I was talking to somebody about their story or listening to how their mind worked. I was always like trying to take their brains apart, I guess you could say. And so it was always really fascinating. Like I could have studied that forever. And so really leaning into your joy and I call it like dripping it into your day. Sometimes we think we have to run away from our family. We have to book a hotel for a week. We have to go on some 30 day retreat in order to find ourselves. When in reality, if we're following our joy, we're discovering our gifts and our talents because what brings us joy are our gifts and our talents. And so the more we're dropping in joy every single day, whether that's dancing in the kitchen with your kids or, you know, wrestling them on the ground or reading a book with them, those things bring us joy. So that's the first part of the formula is following your joy, getting really clear with what brings you joy. The second part of this, and and this is very high level, but the second part of this is really understanding how you make decisions. I have found that the second our joy switch is turned on, we have all these amazing ideas of things we want to do, but we don't know where to start. And for most people, what they typically do is they go to the internet and they start researching these things. They go down this rabbit hole and they get so overwhelmed that they then turn to family or friends and start asking, do you think this is a good idea? And then they don't like what their responses are. (laughs) So then they, they ignore whatever their family and friends tell them. And then they just kind of get stuck in this indecision spiral. And so the second part of it is is really understanding your decision-making cycle, which is how you make a decision. So every person at some point is in their own decision-making cycle. So the first step is just making a decision. The second step is implementing it. The third step is celebrating and evaluating whatever happened in that implementation. And the fourth step is trying again. And so at any given point, when you're going through that decision-making cycle, you can jump out of the cycle and get stuck. And so that's where I've really found is that some people get stuck and they don't know which decision to make, or they get stuck in implementation because they don't know, you know, quote unquote, I don't know how to do it. And so they don't try anything or at the very end, they don't think they did a very good job. And so they don't want to try again. 
And then that's where like the failure starts to come in and they start telling themselves stories. And so when we're really following our joy and understanding how we make decisions and we're practicing going through that cycle more, then we start moving towards our purpose. So I always tell my clients, like we choose our, our purpose as much as our purpose chooses us. And so the more we start understanding our joy, the more we start understanding how we make decisions, then we start moving towards our purpose. That's where we, that path becomes so clear for every single one of us. Oh, your support sounds like it would be so wonderful because that is a process. (laughs) No, you know, it really, really is. And to have a sound mind outside, being able to call you on things or straighten things up or ask the right question. Oh, that would be wonderful. How do people get a hold of you if they want to get your help? Yeah. So they can find me on my website, which is Lara, L-A-R-A, johnsoncoaching.com. You can also learn more about this formula and all the other things I teach on my podcast, which is mom on purpose podcast. Um, Or you can find me on Instagram, of course, which is j.lara, L-A-R-A dot Johnson. Awesome. Okay. Any final words in parting that you think we all need to know about mothering on purpose? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is start where you are. Like, I I know that seems so cliche and so simple, but sometimes we look, we think outside of us and we think there's some magical answer outside of us. You're the expert of your life. And the more you lean and trust what you feel inside and you use that as your compass, everything beautiful that you want in life will unfold before you. Oh, Lara, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Laurie. You know, motherhood is the most influential role played on this planet. It is the creation and the nurture of new lives, new hearts, a new mindset. It is, after all, the creation and the nurture of people. So this really big role is given to women, regular women who come with baggage and weaknesses and struggles, but we women also have heart and strength and love and wisdom and that unique array of talents we were just talking about. As with anything, we can focus on where we feel we fall short, which happens so often in motherhood, or we can focus on where we shine, on what we bring to the table. So I really love the idea in my talk with Lara that what we bring is what our kids need. And I also love the reminder that we can approach all the roles in our lives with intention. Um, I did a vision board when my children were young and on it, I spelled out the things I wanted to leave with them. And I mentioned earlier, one of those was a love for the outdoors. Um, One of them was a secure base, a place that they they knew they could always come back to. They could launch and try things and knew they had a a secure base to fall back on if needed, an ability to be self-sufficient and understanding of living with value. So I knew those were the things that I wanted to bring to them. So we approached life with these ideas in mind, and I took them hiking and skiing and canoeing and canyoneering. And I taught them how to do their own laundry and they contributed to the household through daily chores and they learned how to do things, taught them, you know, basic cooking skills. And I've always had their back. I've always supported them the best that I can as they try things and as they succeed and fail. I've tried to create a home of safety and good books and good movies and education when they were small. 
I subscribed to National Geographic Kids and we'd watch videos about the Book of Virtues and about living well. So I worked all of these things into raising them. And I'd say that that was all very intentional. I'm a little bit of a tomboy, athletic, love the sports. And I only had boys, which I think is how it was just supposed to be because I've never been able to picture myself doing a little girl's hair or um, getting into shopping or emotional frenzy. Drama is not really my thing. So I hope that my boys were with me because I was what they needed and what they do need. I love that idea that we are, our children are with us, that we have what they need. And I love the idea of intentionally using who we are and the things that we feel are important to build and raise our children in an intentional household. So I hope you've gotten something out of this today. As we leave, if you haven't already, think about how much of your mothering is reactionary and how much of it is on purpose. And then for your challenge, maybe choose something that you can intentionally do with your children that will create something that you want them to have. Your time with your children is an investment. I believe that very deeply. And I think when we look at it that way, that it becomes less of something we have to do and more of a realization of the reality of it, which is it's an investment in our most important asset. Have a great couple of weeks. Please share this episode with any other mom out there that you know. We'll see you in two weeks. And I'd sure appreciate it if you like this. Just scroll down on your app and leave us a review. Thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks on the next episode.